Welcome to Red Pill Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. In today's podcast, we want to talk a little more about sharing your faith in the Elohim of Israel. I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. According to Matthew, we've been called to teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of Yeshua and teaching them to observe everything Yeshua commanded us, knowing that he is with us even until the end. I think sometimes we forget that he is with us, though. Today's podcast will focus on why that is and what we can do to combat it. You can email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com. Follow us on redpilltorah.podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, Listen Notes, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. We love to hear from you. And thank you to everyone who has subscribed thus far. Please take a moment to like and share. Tim, this is our 50th podcast. Amen. And we're approaching our one-year anniversary. Listeners, I hope you help us celebrate by sending us an email, comment, or question. We'd love to hear from you. And of course, we want to send a big shout out to our listeners in Arizona and Illinois. We appreciate your listening and prayers. Amen. You know, fear is a very powerful feeling, hard to overcome. For many people, one of their greatest fears is the fear of being embarrassed. Embarrassment can come in many ways, One of the stronger sources is the fear of being or appearing to be wrong. We can learn that that fear in grade school, being mocked by others for giving an incorrect answer. That can encourage many students to hesitate in classroom settings, even when they know the correct answer. It can continue into adult life as fear to apply for opportunities like advanced education or jobs or not offering solutions in many settings. The results of this fear could include lost opportunities, lower performance for the entire group, internalized resentment, self-loathing, and more. This type of fear is all bad. I agree, Daddy. This could be called the fear of man. Proverbs 29 verse 25 says, The fear of man brings a snare. But whoever puts his trust in Jehovah will be safe. Daddy, isn't it awesome how our Elohim gives us answers in his word to all our problems? It really is awesome, Mama. If only we all wanted his answers, regardless of how they may differ from our own feelings and opinions. We have to be willing and courageous enough to stand for his word. You know, Dad, when we first began to learn about the Hebrew roots of our faith, we were really excited. Having grown up in the church, we had a lot of Bible knowledge. Um, Much of it needed the proper context, though. We also had to unlearn a lot of the knowledge we had. We approached our renewed faith like babes, open to the truth of God's Word. To that, we added the Berean discipline of verifying the teachings we received using scriptures. Along the journey, we rejected some teaching, but grew from most of them. Early in the journey, We zealously shared what we learned with people we knew. Most rejected what we had to say, referring to it as a fad, works-based salvation, cultural appropriation, meaning that we were wannabe Jews, religious cult-style behavior, or just plain confusion. Most of the conversations ended with neither, quote, side, 
being open to the perspectives of the other, quote, side. That included family, friends, fellow churchgoers, and others we know very well. Sometimes we were asked questions that we couldn't answer, or we couldn't answer in a short enough time for the listener to stay engaged. It felt like we were losing, yet we were convinced that we had found the truth of the word. But I must admit, at times I would get discouraged. I had to remind myself that not long ago, or not so long ago, we didn't know what we didn't know even after we read the scriptures. But Jehovah gave us grace to get to this point today. And I thank uh, Jehovah for you, Daddy, for having someone like you to share this walk with and to keep me encouraged is a blessing. I feel the same way, Mama. You are a great blessing to me and to the whole world. We are helpers one of another. Amen. What you said reminded me of Moshe. Over his life and ministry, Moshe urged Israel to follow Elohim's instructions many times. The people rebelled many times becoming a great source of frustration for Moshe. Miss, please read Deuteronomy chapter 31, verses 24 through 30. Can do. Moshe kept writing the words of this Torah in a book until he was done. When he had finished, Moshe gave these orders to the living, who carried the Ark with the Covenant of Jehovah. Take this book of the Torah and put it next to the Ark of the Covenant with next to the Ark with the Covenant of Jehovah, your Elohim, so that it can be there to witness against you. For I know how rebellious and stiff necked you are. Here, even while I am still alive with you, you have rebelled against Jehovah. So how much more will you do so after my death? Assemble for me all the leaders of your tribes and your officials, so that I can say these things in their hearing calling heaven and earth to witness against them, because I know that after my death you will become very corrupt and turn aside from the way that I have ordered you, and that disaster will come upon you in the latter days, because you will do what Jehovah sees as evil and provoke him by your deeds. Then Moshe spoke in the hearing of the whole assembly of Israel the words of this song from beginning to end. This scripture shows us that despite Moshe's best efforts to teach Israel, they would not adhere to adhere to Elohim's instructions. Moshe acknowledged that he, quote, lost the argument. Now, by argument, I don't mean that uh, they were involved in a heated discussion. I mean that they had differing opinions, and Moshe did not persuade them to see things his way or Elohim's way every time. How frustrating it must have been to know that your life's work and mission would be taken so lightly by the people to whom you gave so much. In verse 14 through 22 in the same chapter, Elohim told Moshe that after his death, the people would fall away from his instructions. So he knew for a fact that it would happen. How frustrating and disappointing is that? But he's not the only person who proclaimed Jehovah's word. There are many prophets and righteous leaders who felt the frustration of being shouted down by the crowds of Israelites, people who should have known better. An example of this is the prophet Jeremiah, who Jehovah called to plead with Israel to turn from transgressing his Torah. He told the people of Judah that Jehovah would punish them by using their enemies to fight and overtake them if they didn't uh, continue in his word. 
But guess what? They wouldn't listen. Nehemiah, or Nehemiah, is another good example of a messenger from Elohim working through frustration to deliver Elohim's word. Nehemiah 1 shows us that he remembered the words of Moshe in Deuteronomy and the promises of Jehovah. At one point, the Israelites collected interest from their brethren in violation of Elohim's instructions. In another instance, they failed to compensate the Levites as the Torah instructed. They also profaned the Sabbath and intermarried with people they were forbidden to join with. Nehemiah's frustration was obvious. While the people generally obeyed Nehemiah's corrections, history tells us that they strayed away again and again. In the New Testament, we have other examples, like Stephen, who, according to Acts chapter 7 and chapter, actually chapter 6 and chapter 7, was full of faith and miraculous works in Yeshua. He was stoned by the Jewish leaders who got together an angry mob because they were jealous of his wisdom and godly influence. His account of the history of Israel may be one of the best recorded ones in the Bible. Nevertheless, the Jews who were listening to him were not persuaded to follow the Torah perfectly based on his excellent narrative. Uh, when he got to the part where that they didn't like, they killed him. This is an extreme example of losing the argument while being right. The Apostle Shaul, whom we know as Paul, lost his share of arguments in the opinions of people. In Acts 26, he testified about his ministry before King Agrippa and a group of people that was present. In verse 27, Paul challenged King Agrippa. He asked the king, Do you believe the prophets? I know you believe. In verse 28, King Agrippa answered, You almost convinced me to follow Messiah Yeshua. If the Apostle Paul, commissioned by Yeshua himself, can lose an argument, that puts us in pretty good company. Even our Messiah Yeshua felt moments of frustration and dissatisfaction. An example of this was regarding the religious leaders of his time. In Matthew chapter 23, verses 29 through 37, he told the scribes and the Pharisees that great distress and trouble were in store for them because they thought they were better than their ancestors. He told them, your fathers murdered the prophets of Jehovah because they didn't want to hear the prophets admonishment. But guess what? You're the sons of murderers and you'll be murdering my prophets too. Because you refuse to turn from your wicked ways, you will answer for the innocent blood shed from Abel to Zechariah. In verses 20, in verses 37, Yeshua exclaimed, Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim, you killed the prophets. You stoned those who were sent to you. How often I wanted to gather your children, just as a hen gathers her chickens under her wings. But you refused. The disappointment that Yeshua felt seems pretty clear in verse 37. He wanted to gather his people, but they resisted. Oh, by the way, you may be wondering what Abel and Zechariah have in common. We now know that Zechariah, mentioned by Yeshua, was a Levite, the father of John the Baptist. Both Abel and Zechariah were hated targets of the spirit of anti-Messiah, which seeks to silence the righteous followers of Jehovah. Their very lives serve to accuse anyone who opposes Elohim's righteous instructions. 
With that said, what would you do if you discovered that the way you live your life and some of your beliefs were in opposition or out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill and join with the spirit of anti-Messiah in persecuting those who follow Elohim's instructions? Or would you take the red pill, follow Elohim's instructions, and fight the power of the anti-Messiah spirit? Only you can answer that question. Just know that the Messiah of Israel obeys the Torah, God's instructions. We don't have to try to win that argument. More on the spirit of anti-Messiah in a future podcast. Nice tie-in, Dad. Thanks, Ma. In all these examples, Yehovah's message went forth. Fear did not overcome the messengers because the goal was not to win the argument, but to deliver the message. 1 Corinthians 3, 5-8 reads, After all, what is Apollos? What is Shaul? Only servants through whom you came to trust. Yeshua, for your salvation. Indeed, it was the Lord who brought you to trust through one of us or the other. I planted and Apollo watered it. It was Jehovah who made it grow. So neither the planter nor the waterer is anything. Only Jehovah who makes things grow. Planter and waterer are the same. However, each will be rewarded according to his work. For we are Jehovah's workers. You are Jehovah's field, his building. Tim, this scripture reminds me to only be concerned about doing what my heavenly father says as he instructed. If people accept, then great. If not, another seed's been planted. If I do my part and you do your part, Jehovah's goals will be accomplished. Amen. In 2 Timothy 2, Shaul gives some wise advice regarding arguments over controversial but trivial topics. Starting in verse 23, the scripture says, But stay away from stupid and ignorant controversies. You know that they lead to fights, and a slave of Jehovah should not fight. On the contrary, he should be kind to everyone, a good teacher, and not resentful when mistreated. Also, he should be gentle as he corrects his opponents, for Elohim may perhaps grant them the opportunity to turn from their sins, acquire full knowledge of the truth, come to their senses, and escape the trap of the adversary. So let's agree to forget about winning arguments. Instead, let's focus on delivering Elohim's message in truth, with clarity and with basic respect shown to the people who oppose us. Study, prepare, and deliver, and leave the results to Elohim. Amen. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Please go back and listen again. Read over the scriptures and discuss them with your family and friends. And thank you for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Tour, where you can handle the truth.